on program and today we're going to be talking about star wars jedi survivor awesome video game we had a great time playing it it's a spoiler review so this is your warning heavy spoilers all the way through it's been like three or four weeks since it came out so uh, we're going to dive deep into this one and uh, i got two awesome people to help me do that today joining us first and foremost is my brother wyatt at wyatt michael sings how you doing man hello hello how you doing yeah, no, it's great to see you. It's absolutely great to see you. And then Michael B. joining us as well at Michael on Program. Hey, hey. No, this is gonna be uh, it's gonna be great, boys. Let's dive into this one. Uh, it was a great time. I enjoyed this a lot, and uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what you two thought of it. You both game quite a bit more than I do. I'm very casual. I do it for the lore, and I'm sure you guys will clown me for being a uh, bona fide story mode Andy over here playing the whole way through it on story mode. I have no regrets. Uh, it was uh, it was a great time, but. Um, Let's dive into it. I'll start with you, Michael. Tell me what you thought of the gameplay first. That's how we'll approach it. We'll do gameplay, talk about it as a video game, and then, of course, we'll dive into the deep Star Wars canon, lore, all that good stuff. Uh, so go ahead and tell me what you thought of it as a video game, and then we'll kick it over to you, Wyatt. Yeah, so so compared to the first one, I think this one was a lot more fun for me. It had a lot of polished elements that the first one was missing, um, there's some things like, you know, you had mounts in this game, which was great. You had companions, which added a lot to the game when the first one was feeling a little dead, especially when you had people kind of yelling at you from a ship back in the distance, but you never really saw them or interacted with them. So that was, that was nice. Um, the, the abilities that you started with, you got the video showing there wall, right. Or wall running and double jumping was really frustrating. The first game when you didn't have those to begin with. So it was nice to start off with a little bit, even though there was a lot of progression through this game that made sense. Um, the first game benefited from the kind of memory repression element uh, to kind of use a story element to explain how you're gaining abilities throughout the game. This one didn't have that quite so much, but the kind of lessons learned from Jedi past made sense uh, to some degree. Um, and then beyond that, I think the, the lightsaber combat especially was uh, the one-on-one -on -one was a lot more rewarding in this game. The, the group combat still could have used a little bit of work. The companions themselves are really hard to kind of manage and send around or it was kind of almost pointless and better to do things yourself but uh the the use of parrying and blocking and all that was really really handy for this one so uh, i'll let you go back yeah no i agree i think uh i think it was a lot of fun to see how they built on the first game um uh you know and, and i'll dive into a little bit more how i thought from a story perspective but uh but wyatt you're the gamer uh you play pretty much most games, and then uh, Star Wars is kind of the afterthought, right? So, uh, so fill us in on how this stood up as a video game itself, and then also how did it do bringing you back to Star Wars? I know it's not uh, the land where you spend most of your time, like Michael, Eric, and I. So, uh, so yeah, what'd you think? I uh, I agree with a lot of what Michael said, actually, and um, as far as just comparing it to the first one, 
they took a lot more I feel like there's a lot more effort uh, that was involved with making it uh, a lot more to do the the free open world aspect of it um, was really nice and yeah I, I really liked the first one because of the the Dark Souls-esque uh, style of, of gameplay and, sure um, I'm glad they kept that I like the puzzles um, in these and it's it was a good balance I think but um, yeah the abilities like the learning new abilities thing was a bit odd to me because at least you know in the first one you were remembering your training and stuff like that and and which kind of made sense after being um, I guess in hiding or, or whatever you want to say but this one you it seemed like you learned new abilities which you should have already been using already by yeah. remembering flashbacks of the time like you know in or <laughs> past the time of the first game like you were talking with seer and you're like oh yeah i can i can pull things down with the force now i forgot about that it was just <laughs> not just push weird. and pull right yeah exactly it seemed like you would have uh used that already but so that was kind of odd I don't, like i said i'm not really sure how i would have done it differently you know off the top of my head but it just seemed a little strange uh, the combat I thought was really nice um, overall, and there's a lot of visual bugs and, and things at first, but um, it was mainly fixed. There's There's been a couple updates since then, and even yep. starting the new game plus, it's been actually crashing more frequently than it was prior to that. Um, and also, I know a struggle in the first game that myself and probably everyone had was um, you'd get trapped somewhere after trying to get all the collectibles and everything and you couldn't there was no way to fast travel so I'm really glad that they added fast travel in this one you still had to it wasn't just a total cop out you know you still had to get to the meditation point and and in order to fast travel but it was I'm just so glad it saved us all a lot of time for sure Correct. Yeah, the quality of life was huge. It uh, it made a big difference. And, you know, I, I think it's always interesting to see how they're going to uh, manage the sort of gamification of the Force and, uh, you know, a Jedi's abilities, right? So in all the history of Star Wars games, it's always been so interesting, you know, like KOTOR. You level up by killing things, and then you unlock Force powers. Like, it always seems very cheesy and video game-like. That flies in the face of all the canon of how Jedi find themselves and everything like that. Um, and and to both of your points, the first game really did a great job of like, you know, healing trauma helps you remember the powers that you had repressed and all that. Uh, and this one, yeah, like it was weird. I was just, I was watching it and it was just kind of like, this seems, seems very odd. It's like, like you guys said, this is something that you've been doing ostensibly, but you forgot, but, now you remember <laughs> it's just it's very compartmentalized and it's very odd but you know i don't know of a better way to do it uh and i think uh i, I think it was it was fun to see the skill trees and and all the different uh, additional stances you had um i liked the cross guard a little bit that was fun but it was a bit slow uh i found myself mostly using the double blade and the blaster which i thought was a really cool addition uh, you know, when you're on the back of a, of a mount, uh, being able to shoot with the blaster was really cool. And all the customization in this game was just 
so much fun. It was so much more rewarding than the first one. It was like, I don't really care what color my poncho is, uh, but this one, you know, you can you can look a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, Wyatt, I remember when we were partied up playing it, you know, we were doing the, the picture in picture and you were just seeing my my character go through these emotional cutscenes, uh, just looking like, you know, Uncle Cletus with a with a mullet and a handlebar mustache. It was uh, it was really, really funny. So, yeah, that was that was something I enjoyed quite a bit. I liked being able to build up your base on Kobo, uh, having all kinds of different characters come in. The little side quests, the open world aspect was a lot of fun. Um, all in all, I think this game was a very worthy next step. Uh, not not even to talk about the lore stuff that I'm sure we're going to dive into here in a second, but uh, as far as just gameplay, building, growing the scale, uh, I thought it was really cool. I didn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it was better than the first one because the first one just came so far out of left field for me, uh, and it was such a pleasant surprise. Um, but as far as sequels go, it was a very worthy successor, I think. But uh, I'll go around the room. Uh, I'll start with you, Michael. What do you think as far as Relating this one to the first game, uh, which one do you think was better, and and what were the the strengths and weaknesses of this one versus the first? That's that's hard because I had a really hard time getting through the first game. I remember I played it on like medium, you know, difficulty level, and um, I don't remember the the bog level that you kind of start on there. And I remember dying to the stupid giant frog thing like eight times in a row getting one shot didn't understand nothing was explained and i just i just kind of got bored you know no one was talking to me the characters weren't talking i had zero investment in the story at that point didn't really care for cal so it took me almost two years to get really back into it because the story was almost irrelevant until obi-wan and so this other stuff started coming out about order 66 so i was like eh, whatever i didn't enjoy it it's not my thing but i finally got back into it and i think the first game was a pretty well polished game um, maybe that's just because I came into it like a year after, maybe it had already worked out the bugs, but I felt like from a kind of like a, uh, an integration of the story and the mechanics of the game and also like the fit and finish of a triple A title, I felt like the first game was a better game objectively. Um, but then I thoroughly enjoyed the second game more than the first game. I, I it didn't, you know, couldn't put this one down necessarily, but I, I had a lot of fun. This one was more enjoyable. I think it was easier than the first game because I played this one on medium, you know, difficulty without difficulty. I probably could have played it at a harder level. Um, the other one I couldn't even really manage just at the medium difficulty. <laughs> so this one was, I felt easier, but... Uh, definitely has some weird elements where that seem kind of half added, like the ability to kind of task your your companions with things. It's like I don't. There was really no point in doing that. And if you didn't task your your companions, they just kind of wandered around and ran into walls and things and weren't particularly coordinated. Um, but then you know the the large open world aspect, the mounts, the fast travel, a lot a lot of quality of life improvements in the second one. So. Sure. I don't know. I think I my stance would be the first game was a better game, but I enjoy the second game more. If that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And uh, and Wyatt, how do you how do you feel about it? The first one versus the second one. I I agree completely. Again, it was yeah. That I think you're right. From the beginning, I didn't have too many issues as far as you know, like I mentioned, technical bugs and visual bugs, uh, crashing, things like that. I didn't really experience, or I don't remember experiencing with the first one. Um, but it was very linear and very limiting as far as what you could do uh, compared to this one. And that's something I really enjoyed. It was still linear in, in some ways, but everything met back 
where it needed to. And um, so you could take the time and explore different areas and you wouldn't have to be worried as much about, you know, am I, is this the way to go? Is this the way to go? You just kind of explored and everything would, would match up perfectly. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. All the customization and stuff it was is great too. And it gives you a little bit more of a reason to, to want to find those things and, and, you know, a hundred percent these areas and see what else is out there that you can use, which is good. Um, but yeah, and <laughs> it's, I would say kind of exactly what Michael said. The, the first game was better just as far as quality, I think. Um, but I definitely had a lot more fun playing this and I had to start a new, uh, a new game plus, which this game had at launch as opposed to the first right, one too. Right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> um, but I had to do that for the, to get platinum because as Michael said, the companions weren't very helpful. So I never used them. And one of the trophies is to uh, make them attack 10 enemies each. So, and I, I didn't do that while I had the opportunity. So I had to restart the game, but um, that was fine. Cause you know, if you do new game plus, you get the, the red lightsaber and then a lightsaber that changes color like every hit party mode like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep 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 and that uh was, so uh... you know it's it wasn't all bad but and uh I, I i i like how they handled the new game plus it didn't reset anything substantial but um to your earlier point actually too i i would say they could have probably gotten away with just having the skill trees or the the stances be what you learn and the new additional i don't think the force pull or pull down whatever and i, I think if you had that from the start i think they would have been fine <laughs> or the dash yeah. thing you know that dash too and then maybe just having when Marin gives you her her thing to go through the the green force fields then maybe that would be something new that you couldn't get into those areas at first but i don't know i think so the cool force too. ability yeah, for sure. I think the force ability learning thing was just didn't need to happen again. I don't think. You know, I that makes perfect sense. I, I get that completely. And it, it was it was the it was the silliest bit of this game. And the other thing that I would say I think might be a bit divisive as we sort of shift into the story side of it now is just the length of this game. I mean, it was it was fun. I, I didn't have any issues with any of the story beats, really. Uh there were there were a lot of high points, and I, you know I'll ask each of you what your favorites were, but uh, but it just kept going. Wyatt and I were in a party together, and we were playing it till like I think it was eleven, and you know we were just like ah oh, we'll keep going, we can power through, and then it was twelve, and it was like all right sweet that was a false ending, and then and it just kept going on and on and on, and before you know it it was five a.m. by the time we finished this thing, and uh, you know that was. That was a lot. I, I don't know. I kept thinking it was going to end uh, a lot of different times. Uh, what did you guys think of that? Particularly, uh, we'll start with you, Michael. What did you think of the length of the story? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. So the game was not too long. The story was too long. The and and I think that's kind of an interesting point because this was like a sixty seventy dollar game, right? I'm not going to complain that there's too much to do in a game and get my money out of it. Um, very happy that there was an actual content because some of the more recent Star Wars games we've gotten, like Battlefront, right? It's like a four or five hour sure. game. Like that was nothing. And they had like novels beforehand, same as this game. So that was so disappointing. The length was not disappointing, but the false endings, like you said, it was like the story was not long enough to support the length of the game. <laughs> um, so they had to keep like 
adding a little bit more story, add a little bit more story, but it kind of felt like, okay, aren't we done? Didn't, aren't, didn't we beat the boss already? Didn't we solve the thing? Oh no, not, there's another thing. Okay. Right. There's another thing. And, and if you hadn't done that, right, you wouldn't have gotten the ISB base, which was one of my favorite things, even though it was so small, like that was so cool to get a run around an ISB base, but it was like, it, you never saw it coming. It wasn't even part of the main plot. Right. Like yeah. And it was, extra. it was interesting. I, I mean, it, it, like, I didn't have an issue with any of the things that happened, you know, like to your point about the ISB base, it was, it was awesome. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't have an issue with it. Um, I, I don't know. This game was like, there are things that I was taken aback by, but I don't really have any notes as far as what I would have changed it to. I thought it was enjoyable. I loved seeing all the high Republic stuff. Now we'll, we'll walk through the story a little bit here. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was geeking out the whole time as far as the interconnectivity of Canon, I was having a field day. It validated a lot of the reading that, uh, that Michael and I have been doing, you know, these high Republic books and everything, uh, made us feel like, you know, we're part of the team. That was, uh, that was fun. But, uh, but Wyatt, what'd you think of the story itself? Were you gripped? Were you hooked? How was it? Um, I'm generally not, as I'm sure, you know, um, I don't, it takes a while for me to, to get involved with the characters. Um, but I will, I will say before I continue the, you mentioned the ISB base and you got that, the uniform to blend in and everything, as far as customization goes, I don't care if it's, if it's accurate or, or whatever, you know, I, I would like different options to wear like if they had like just traditional jedi robes or high republic robes or if you could keep that uniform the imperial officer uniform like that's that would be so great you know i mentioned to ed before playing like spider-man games you get all the different spider-man um suits that you can use aren't accurate necessarily to the character in the game or the time of the game but just to be able to use certain ones from different movies or different uh, universes is really great about those games that's just what i like anyway um but i would yeah i mean i would love to run around with the with the uh that uniform with the red lightsaber in uh you know new game plus and just <laughs> just because it looks oh, for cool, sure but. yeah no absolutely that was as soon as i got dressed up in that outfit i was like oh my gosh we've got to be able to keep this but of course it wouldn't let you and that was <laughs> that was very very disappointing uh the thought of good having guy. the sort of Having the sort of Uncle Dale look with the mullet and the handlebars and the ISB outfit, <laughs> that would have been. We'll pay for uh, that DLC later. Time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to, happy to. That was uh, that was pretty neat. But uh, but the story itself, um, Wyatt, how was it? Yeah, it it took a little bit. I think it was very. Um, again, it might just come from playing a lot of games and just kind of knowing how things evolve it seemed very predictable and I didn't, I'm not sure if we were supposed to care about your whole crew in the beginning when everyone died. I didn't really care. Um, cause we spent no time getting to know them or <laughs> anything like that, you know? So I, I didn't feel anything from that. Um, <laughs> maybe others did. And then also Bode was, was, uh, a traitor from from day one sauce major yeah, sauce like, the whole time. he was always gone he was always mentioning money he was like so when he was there he was way too involved and like literally the whole time i was like this guy is gonna this guy's a spy like this guy's gonna turn on me i think and when ed and i were discussing that too it was just like he's just odd like he did a terrible job <laughs> 
There was no yeah, part the of whole him game, that was like, welcome uh, to the team. <laughs> The, the whole game, we were definitely thinking that. And but what what was interesting about Bode was everyone had him pegged. Uh, I've seen on the internet a lot of people had him pegged as a spy for sure. But what a lot of people didn't see was the Jedi element, right? When he whipped that lightsaber out, you know, when he got the one from Dagon Gera, um, that's because was like, it was Jedi ex machina, dude. It was there were. Ugh, I'm sorry, I not a fan <laughs> of that. But continue. But look, I mean, you know say what you want at least it was something that we didn't see coming i was like oh okay well that's that's a twist at least that i i didn't hate um and you know it does make sense given all the different ways the jedi had lost their way in the end of the clone wars uh, to attach a padawan to republic intelligence it it doesn't you know it, it doesn't smack of unrealisticness you know it makes sense um I didn't. I didn't hate that, but apparently you do, Michael. So uh, go ahead, dive into that, and then uh, we'll walk through. You know, if they had dropped more hints or had it make sense at any other point, but he was like so powerful as the as the end boss villain after having beaten like three other boss villains up to that point. He was so powerful. I was just like, you know, he was holding out that entire time. It does explain how he managed to survive all these ridiculous things, but I don't know. I felt like it was so out of left field. At least the kind of the traitor element was well written to the point where it was like, okay, yeah, you know, Kyle's convinced, but we're not as as the third party here. Um, and there was some elements of at least at, at one point towards the end when we beat um, the High Republic Jedi. There's a point where they have this interesting conversation, and you're like, oh, they're definitely not on the same page. But oh, maybe maybe I was wrong about him. Maybe everything's fine. Every, I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. we're cool. And then, and I was like, wow, if, if that is the case, man, they botched this guy. Like they made him seem so awkward. Something's really like, they, they need to fix this. And then all of a sudden he's just sharing like, okay, okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy. And they're not that, but then he becomes a Jedi. I was like, wait, really? Did we need a third sudden reversal? Like seriously, you know, it's another one of those false endings. If they had established that from the beginning, had some cut scenes where he was in the background, you know, with his red lightsaber, you know, twirling his mustache or something. Maybe it would have made sense, but um, I don't know. So, so I, to that point, I, I didn't. It's weird. Did you, after you beat the main story, did you go back through and find all the Force echoes? Uh, you know, ta- hearing the little bits of dialogue that he had. I'm sure you did, Wyatt. But Michael, did you? Not did you for come both. No. Yeah. So if you go back to a lot of these other planets, you'll find additional Force echoes of him and his thought process throughout the game you'd mm-hmm. played. Um, and it was kind of neat, you know, like on Jeddah, him talking about how he's going to use the angle of Marin, um, you know, on on uh, Kobo, you know, he's talking about trying to fit in, trying to make the group dynamic work, um, you know, hiding himself, hiding the force and things like that. It was uh, it was kind of yeah. cool. It was neat. to see. I wish there was kinda... more incentive to go back and find that then, because I thought for sure I would be itching to go back and get 100% on it, considering I could barely resist a side quest as I was going through the game, which is why it took mm-hmm. me three times as long to play as you guys did. <laughs> um, but I haven't even really thought about picking it back up after I finished the story. I was like, or I've thought about it, but I'm like, nah, I got other things to do. It wasn't really like pulling me in. Now, you've convinced me though, I'll, I'll go back and check that out, because that's cool. With all that said, if we're talking about writing on characters, can we talk about um, his his daughter, please, and and just the lifeless, soulless, uncaring child that this man has brought up? <laughs> Not only that, but even just the character design. It was like they mocapped everybody except for her, and she's just like a porcelain doll. I felt I mean, really she's bad. She's the daughter of the an ISB agent, so yeah, but still, 
she's like, let me just go home with the creepy witch girl and the guy who just murdered my father in front of my face. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. I, you know, thanks, I know. mommy it's and like, daddy. Like, Let's how go. Are, how are we the good guys, right? Like, even though we are, like, I was expecting a lot more explanation to need to be there, which is like, my dad was a jerk. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know? And Marin like goes into this whole regales her of now listen, we've all been through this and you can't let this. But the problem was she wasn't exhibiting any signs of letting it her <laughs> letting it bother her at all. Because <laughs> again, you know, animation on the face was blank and then the the writing for her lines was just like, Yeah, he, he kinda sucked, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, never no, really the same chill. after mom died. I wish mom had died, had lived instead of him, kind of thing. Like, oh geez, oh, ruthless <laughs> child. Yeah, it was it was funny. It really was. Um, I know Wyatt and I were having a great time all the way through. I remember in the beginning you talked about the crew, Wyatt. Some of the some of the one liners you had. I mean, you were just. Cause you don't you don't know the aliens you don't know the species or whatever he's just like well these two dogs sharing a brain <laughs> just like god you were going hard it was it was hilarious we gotta we gotta do a let's play as as future star wars games come out because it was it was a good time but uh all right so let's go back to the beginning of this thing and talk about some of the characters um what did you guys think of of cal himself in the story um i'll start with you michael because you read the book too that came out um it was uh battle scars right jedi survivor battle scars yeah. so so dish a little bit on that tell us how uh the book impacted everything and then what you thought of uh where we find cal in this game yeah no no particular spoilers for that book because i think the biggest spoiler for that book is revealed in this game which is that um grease loses an arm like that was kind of the big pull so no spoilers for the plot of that book other than I don't think that it affected the story whatsoever. There was, there was really no impact. Um, most of the things that happened in the book or in, in the, uh, in the game that were referenced as things that happened in between the time that the first and second game didn't happen in the book. In fact, none of them did. Uh, and it had very little bearing. There were actually some ample opportunities, especially when um, the Haxine brood were concerned where they could have referenced the events of the book and some things that happened, but they didn't. It's kind of unfortunate. Um, would have liked some more tie in there. But as far as Cal's character goes, I don't know. I don't think that he really had, I don't think he changed too much. He did, you know, obviously a lot of people that he cared about died. He talks about leaving the Jedi Order. He has some dark side stuff, but I don't know. I feel like his, his character still feels pretty flat for me. Uh, he wasn't compelling for mm. me really at all in the first game, which is sad because his backstory is sad and things that happened. I feel like child Cal was compelling, but adult Cal was like, eh. Like they make a big deal out of, I think even in this game and in the book about his, his like best friend on the scrapper planet that died. Mm -hmm. And I like almost completely forgot that happened as the one side character you saw for 30 seconds in the first game. And then all of a sudden that was like really a defining point in his life. And I was like, oh, that guy? Really? Okay. That weird like alien dude. Yeah, that's your best friend. All right. Fine. Um, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't sold by his character uh, as a whole. I like, I like Marin better. I think, I think the other characters around oh, except yeah, yeah. for no. Cordova well, were more compelling. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I don't even, a I don't story. even have a, I don't even have a picture for Cordova. Like I, I, I've been prepping this, pulled screenshots and things. Cordova being in this game was random and dumb. It was that's super unnecessary. I, I did not like I, it. I, um, I, I did not I like forgot, it at all. I thought he died. I thought for sure he died. When he showed up, I was like, wait a minute. 
I thought we mourned your loss in the first game, and like poor BD one was like, oh, he's definitely dead. Sad, you know. We yeah, we followed he was his missing. Uh, no you know, it's one of those one of those you know ex machina to the extent that that's relevant. Yeah. It was. Can I yeah, say an exciting but... point about that though? So the actor who plays that character, I don't know his name, but he he was a prominent actor in a series called Stargate, and he's a fantastic live action actor in sci fi series. So be really cool if we ever got a second season of obi-wan or something like that for him to show up in person playing that character ample opportunity for that actor to show up in that time frame um as a cameo for cordova so as long as it happens oh yeah before, there's you know, there's all kinds here. of ways this could uh this could factor into future live action with the path and, and all those other things um wyatt i want to kick it over to you at this point uh you're not as invested in the lore uh, and by not as i mean Pretty much not, uh, you know, all the books and, and stuff like that. Um, what did you think of the High Republic and sort of, you know, that Jedi, Dagon Gera and all the sort of old stuff? Um, how, did, how did that hit for you and what were your thoughts on it? I had no idea of any of it. <laughs> I was just doing what I'm told, following the map, you know what I mean? I also I thought Cordova was dead, so I, and um, when he actually did die, I didn't really care because that already happened in my mind. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what was his name? Was it Ravis? Yeah, Ravis. He's Ra okay. a, um, it was a gun die, right? Is that what it's called, Michael? A gun die? It's like dirge. yeah, yeah, yeah. The big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, go ahead. and so yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get his whole deal, um, but you know, it's if I see the big red uh, health bar of a boss, I got to take it down. So we we fought him, and then um, I don't, I don't know remember who I am or why I'm here. All I know is I must kill. Exactly. <laughs> Very Jedi like of you. Yeah, it's all yeah, for, you need uh, that ISB uniform, brother. You really do. <laughs> um, and it, what honestly, times for you guys. Where I had this happen a couple times in the first game, where there's like, there's a boss battle. You have a cutscene, and then they have an interaction, and then they're like, "All right, now we're gonna fight." And I was like, "But, but I didn't want to. Like, that wasn't where I thought this was going. I didn't think we were gonna kill each other. I just thought we were having a conversation." And I didn't have that happen as much in this game. But there's a couple times in the first one where we were like chatting with people, and like, "Oh, all of a sudden we're fighting. Okay, do I have an I option? Don't know. If I not, can I just walk away?" But I would have liked to have talked it out with Rick, the door technician. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but... <laughs> or even the first time we talk with Dag and Gara, we're just like, it makes you initiate the fight, right? It it doesn't, uh -huh. it's not like they just like start killing you. You're just like, oh, I, I have to go attack him now. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. It's like I said, it, it probably comes down to the, the fact that I don't know any of the background stories or anything, but that him as a character was... Like he was an obvious bad guy, and he was—I mm -hmm. don't—it seemed very just kind of sudden. Like I was, he was supposed to be this Jedi for all these years and stuff, and then he just woke up. Well, I guess he was—he turned before then, right? Because he was already working with. Correct. With he woke Rick. up yep. real angry. <laughs> yeah, I know. He had turned. <laughs> he had turned before then, and his—you uh, know—his partner decided to put him down and lock him in a tube. And, uh, you know, it's just a flawless strategy. Anytime you find somebody that's just got out of control, just throw them in the fridge and it'll definitely work out. But, uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, no. It, yeah. <laughs> good one. Um, yeah, 
but just in terms so like uh, it, how how forgettable i guess or or just not attached to these people i was cuz michael you mentioned the first game i still remember prof and he was i i was more attached to him than cal in that short amount of time in the beginning sure. of the first game just because of i, I guess the delivery or just uh, the emotion behind I, i'm not sure but yeah. um yeah i liked him and i don't i, I still feel that cal is kind of just the he's just the guy I'm controlling, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. I don't. Yeah. Like if he were to have died, he's too I'd neutral, be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess to a certain extent he has to be. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't liked... know. There were a couple times here too where it's like press both sticks down to enter dark force mode or whatever, and I was like, do I really have to? Like I can be. Yeah. Just... Well, yeah. <laughs> like, Ed, I... We were we were playing together, and Ed was um. He was doing that part of the story the first time you do that yeah. to embrace the dark side or whatever. <laughs> he didn't do it. And he just died. <laughs> oh, like, no. I thought there would be a choice. <laughs> I'm like, homie, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I was like, no, this isn't a choice. This is just do it. You know, do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I guess you but, get to uh, choose, but whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to geek out a little bit just talking about the High Republic. You know, Michael, you've read these books along with me. Um, you know, all the different that era is so fascinating and it's been so much fun to read. The books are very, very good, uh, at least relative to the other books that have come out recently or since Disney bought Star Wars. I think the I think the quality is great um, and I've enjoyed it a lot. So seeing a, you know, not live action, but, uh, you know, cinema quality, uh, you know, recreation, live action esque of of a lot of this stuff was very, very awesome. I enjoyed it. I mean, the data bank entries for the Nihil as well. Uh, you know, all the different elements of the the books. You know, it, it's it's alluded that the reason they're not going to keep looking for Tantalor is because of the Great Disaster and the Nile threat. So, uh, you know, it was it was awesome to see those sort of story connections because again that's that's why i'm here that's why we do this so uh that was a lot of fun and to see that it didn't really take away from the story there was there was a lot of uh there was a lot of connections but it, it didn't sacrifice the plot itself now why you may not know what was going on but it was still like you know it, it wasn't a curveball per se but someone like michael and i were kind of kind of geeking out the whole time so i thought that was pretty cool michael what do you think yeah, about I the think high republic stuff I think they did a good job uh, from somebody like Wyatt's perspective. It didn't. It wasn't necessary to understand the background of all that. I think it's a pretty standard, you know, ancient civilization trope in video games. It didn't really matter. Um, you're going to do challenge levels and you know the, the the puzzle missions and things, which were basically my favorite part of this game is the the um, the shattered force kind of challenge levels and then the the puzzle things um, as they related. But the, it was irrelevant to the fact that it was High Republic. It was cool to hear all the little, the Jedi kind of struggling their way through the different missions. Um, I am, I'm not entirely clear on where this takes place in the lore. Obviously the Nile yeah. exists. They haven't been eliminated yet. Bacta being a thing, I think is an important landmark because they talk about that when it was invented, I think in one of the, um, the earlier of the new High Republic series. I'm not sure. That's also an interesting point that Bacta can apparently just exist and keep someone alive for like 200 years. But I think that when they said it was like 200 years, they did kind of uh, 
date it for when it was happening. So yeah, I, I agree. I think it was well, it was a good Easter egg. It was a nice tie in for people who have invested time into those book series without being so overbearing and self-referential that somebody who doesn't care or, or is never going to read that stuff feels like they're really missing something. So one thing I wanted to get your guys' thought on, I thought it was weird how many bounty hunters had lightsabers. Did you guys think that was odd? Like, there were a lot of henchmen that had lightsabers. What did you guys think of that? Why Did you clock it? Uh, I, I did. I didn't really read too much into it. I thought it was funny um, how you got the cross guard stance. You just, that guy, you just, you kill him in a very brutal kind of way, and then you just take his lightsaber and, and use it. It's like you, you murder him, and you're like, oh, let's look at this. And there just happens to be a workbench like two feet that way. <laughs> you can Every time. Make it a part of your life now. But um, <laughs> So I thought that was funny. But yeah, I mean, I didn't they mention like they supplied them with all these things? But I, that doesn't explain... Or... Yeah, that doesn't really explain how they are able to use them so well, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess that's, Finn that's used a lightsaber too. So it's funny <laughs> you say that because that would be the biggest complaint I would have about the the lightsabers. Is Star Wars has now more recently established that like lightsabers are kind of hard to use if you're not a Jedi, or if you're not in tune with a crystal and stuff like that. So I think based on the fact that they were in a Jedi temple area. They've, we found many corpses of Jedi that, you know, for some reason, nothing decays in a couple hundred years on this planet, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we found many corpses of people and things. And so it made sense. We found lightsabers laying around. So it kind of made sense that they would have them, that they'd be using them. But I do think that it would have been more interesting if they didn't use them so well. Not that they were hard to beat, but like they seem to be rather proficient with an, a weapon that they should have never, ever touched before. True, um, true. Yeah, I, I, it was weird, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, I just I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, there were there were a lot of them. Uh, you know, and, and to your point, it makes sense. That it's not uh, lore breaking per se, but it was just something I I definitely noted. But what did you guys think of Seer? Because I remember in the first game, I didn't thoroughly enjoy her character until I thought she had a cool moment at the end where you know this sort of fake out death with Vader. Um, but then you know she comes back and everyone lives and you know all that all that happy ending. Um, this time I liked her character a lot. I thought she was really cool. I liked her motivation. I liked what she was trying to do. Um, and then that mission where you play as her was some of the most fun I had in this game. She was OP as heck. Uh, it was just, I, I liked it a lot. And the, I thought the Vader stuff was, was very well integrated. You know, maybe, maybe Vader took a bit more damage than I would have liked, but uh, but in the end, he still won, and it's not like Vader doesn't take a lot of damage in a lot of the comics as well. So, um, you know, I, I thought Seer was great. Um, Wyatt, again, getting your sort of, uh, you know, less in the weeds opinion on this. What do you think of Seer in this story? Um, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. At least, you know, I have had experience with her from the first game, so it wasn't just like a new character that I don't care about yeah. um, just to kind of see where she is and her journey was, was nice. Um, I, I kind of agree with what you said. I think I said it while we were playing too about Vader kind of, you know, getting, getting pushed around a little bit, but, um, and I, I like certain things with the stories, you know, like I, I know she had to survive for, for this game to happen and everything, but those kind of those moments, 
in in the story like with the fake out death if she would have just died right there because of vader and like how powerful just you know just like that that's those cool moments that i think people remember um especially in video game stories and, mm -hmm. and you know missions mm -hmm. like that because it's so um it's just all of a sudden it's really unexpected and i think that would have been that would have been cool but you know like i said i see they yeah. had this whole scheme and, and grand plan in place so that couldn't happen but um i'm i'm tired of the I'm tired of the fake out deaths and like the you know because it it takes away all of the you know what if she is dead <laughs> if so like that were to happen you kind of feel like anyone could die at any moment as opposed to everyone just keeps coming back cordova's back sears back everyone's back it's just like you know like when we thought cal was dead we're like you know what i mean like okay yeah it's like, <laughs> when's it's the no next scene Cal's where dead. he's gonna yeah. come back yeah <laughs> <laughs> now if cordova comes know. back for part three i'll riot but yeah, yeah. um <laughs> what did uh michael what do you think of playing as seer the the sort of her power level and then of course just generally what do you think of the character as well you know it's interesting you say she was op because i did not find that to be the case um she had a few abilities that were pretty good but i because i did all the side quests and things i was pretty uh I was pretty loaded as Cal with all my abilities. I had like eleven <laughs> uh, stims that I could I could use by the time I got to playing oh, as her. Geez. She had like four, so I was I was a little frustrated in that element. Um, not that she was you know a lightweight, but um, it was fine. I didn't think from a from a animation standpoint they didn't put a lot of effort into her animation for like running and walking. If you've watched her run across the screen, it was a little yeah weird like very paper yeah i was like mm, could have that's like you know freshman level uh walk cycle kind of stuff animators are supposed to learn but whatever maybe they motion capped it i don't know uh they did introduce her story arc in the book a little bit that she's interested in rebuilding the jedi order um mm -hmm. so that was kind of a nice payoff even if it was just like a very loose mention oh yeah okay i know what she's up to um might have even been introduced in the first game so i don't know but the the fight with vader was really interesting and it wasn't easy for me i had to do it quite a few times to kind of figure out and learn his fighting Sorry, style. but yeah but but i will say it's it did bring up one of my pain points with this game which is the the boss fights always make you feel like you're beating the bad guy right before a cutscene where you lose like you beat dag and gara like three times before he finally dies and every single time you're like oh i beat him i won and and if you Put in the work like i did with vader by the final time i actually beat vader i almost took no damage um and yet i had no choice so i think a better way to do it would be i'm going to throw a star trek reference it'd be a kobayashi maru kind of thing so like there's no way to beat him he takes almost no damage at all um you continue taking damage and then either you like you do it really really well until finally you just lose that you run out of health and then the story continues with you dying instead of just like a pointless death in the game, like it's actually part of the story that you were just going to die fighting him. Or maybe to kind of keep it along every time you die for until they get through the kind of fight you want to, he like kind of picks you up and is tossing around like a cat with a toy, just like keeps you going until they get to the point where you've done enough of the fight that they're like, all right, you can die now. Um, not to say that him doing, getting, taking damage from Seer isn't valuable too, because it shows that she's not, you know, nothing she does. She's pretty powerful, but I mean, I don't know. Vader's Vader's kind of supposed to be one of the most powerful force wielding people in the galaxy at this point. So 
Uh, I, maybe it would have been better if we were fighting the Inquisitor instead of like the Grand Inquisitor instead of uh, Vader. I actually kind of thought it was going to be the Grand Inquisitor instead, and maybe then a little bit more give and take back and forth would have made yeah. sense. That that could have been neat. That could have been neat. I mean, I I guess I liked that you know you got to see her development. You know, like how she compared to the first, first game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and again, there's a lot of precedent, especially in the comics, for for Vader facing these Jedi and and getting pretty banged up. You know, uh, you know, admittedly, the first one he fights had taken the barrage vow and and didn't have a he didn't have a lightsaber for so that one he got pretty pretty banged up. Uh, there there were a few other times where he hunted down Jedi and and was really barely hanging on to say nothing about Kenobi in the show, but, uh, twice, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, to your point, Wyatt, the grand inquisitor might've been nice. The only inquisitors really saw in this game was the ninth sister who, you know, another fake out death that, you know, <laughs> to your point, uh, it was, it was wild. And again, we just, yeah, didn't she die right in the first off. game? Dang it. <laughs> we, Pushed her off a tree, so we were all like, "Oh, there's no way she's dead." And and, and sure sliced enough, off her arm and leg, right? <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure you we know. did both of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah, all know yeah. in Star Wars, right? Details. No one ever dies from falling, <laughs> and no one ever dies from dismemberment. And now, almost nobody ever dies from impaling either. That's a thing that is hey. solely reserved for Qui-Gon. What we know in Star Wars <laughs> is that no one's ever really gone, oh, and that is universal. <laughs> but um, I. My favorite part of this game was the interaction between Cal and Marin. You know, uh, between the, the first game being on Dathomir, seeing all the stuff about, uh, you know, the Night Sisters and knowing the lore from Clone Wars, um, and the, the way it tied in to see her growth. Um, it was it was so awesome. And it, the best part was when we had to use the dark side, like we mentioned earlier, on the uh, on the ISB base. Um, to see her be the one that pulled Cal back from the edge, that was a pretty cool moment. I just, I really liked their dynamic. Michael, was there a lot of this in the book that started, or or was that just in this game? Uh, again, I don't want to get too much into spoilers if anybody hasn't read that one, or unless we just want to open that floodgate. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, all no, about fair enough. Fair like, enough. That whole that okay. whole book is all about relationships, battle scars, things like that. Um, it. I I feel like from the first game, though, I loved her character and was really sad we didn't get more. She was kind of just like a background character and then she joins the crew, but there's not much more to it. This game, I felt like she was really inconsistent. She would have been one of my favorite characters, but you went back and forth from these really great, well-animated cutscenes with lots of emotion and everything. And even while you're kind of running around doing things, the banter back and forth between her and Cal is great. And then, like, the combat with her is, like, she's, like, you know, robot running into walls kind of things and jabbing at nothing. That was really um, uh, it kind of broke immersion for me. And then there's a few things, like, the first kind of kiss that they have felt really natural. It was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And then when they get to Tantalor and then uh, Grease is there and then just, like, all of a sudden they're, like, passionately kissing. I don't know about you guys. That that felt, like, so forced and out of completely nowhere I was like, this does not feel like the right, I don't know. It, it, something about the coordination of that scene, I was just like, what? what is happening right now? This is weird. So Delivery, their relationship for the most part, I liked. Yeah. But there were, a few, there were a few scenes and moments where everything felt very paper, very robotic. And I was like, I, it's just killing it for me because I wanted to like her the best. And I think I did still. But um, yeah, there's just some weird inconsistency a few times. 
Yeah, delivery, execution. You know, this goes back to my sort of perspective on Star Wars where execution can be what it is, but I try to look at is the is the story beat itself believable? I mean, if I and my partner had been on the run for so many years and we finally found a haven that we thought was completely safe, I might, might try to find a cave, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's I, I get it. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it made sense to me. It was a little clunky, though. Your point about the animation, like some stuff was just beautiful mocap and then other stuff was very very blocky uh it was it was odd but um but yeah everybody go around the table and uh just say what you thought about this and and uh you know what you think is going to happen in the next one and uh and then we'll wrap it up with that i'll start with you wyatt go ahead uh yeah well before there was a couple times like you said where it was these really cool cutscenes that would have been probably more there were just things that kept happening to to take me out of what was happening, you know, like a big mm. frame drops or um, weird thing. My like Marin. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marin would just during regular walking around in combat, she would really make me angry sometimes because she would stand <laughs> in front of me or block the way or get, get in my way somehow. And it just become a, an, an obstacle, not, not a helpful companion um but so yeah like different things like that it was kind of like you know you take a step forward two steps back with with that area but yeah some of it did seem forced but you know it's games are getting better as far as storytelling and acting but i you still have the occasional um Good. or i guess for the most part they're they're still very kind of cookie cutter just predictable um kind of stories and that's you know not to randomly bring in a totally different game but <laughs> red dead redemption 2 that's probably one of the best games I've, I've played still like to this day as far as the story and development but yeah um, yeah anyway um what did you ask me about just overall i want to know what you think about uh you know what's going to come next do you think uh what do you think they're going to do on the third one that's i don't know that's really a tough set well i guess it would depend on what what kind of era or what time frame they want to take on. Yeah, they could fair continue enough. this story or they could, you know, fast forward to whenever they could just have it be kind of like a, um, a Cal and Marin thing. Or, I mean, you still have everyone on, on Kobo and um, all, all the stuff that you've built there. But then again, you know, you've gone to this new planet and that's kind of like a, a clean slate too. So true. Yeah. I'm. I. I don't really know, but I'm assuming yeah. Bode will be there to to welcome us. And uh, I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm sure if they continue we, this story, we got the we Inquisitors. Him, right? And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> did we really kill him or did he fall? I can't remember. Did we didn't decapitate him? So you're right. We didn't no, burn his might. corpse at least. So you know, <laughs> I think I, th I want to say he's dead, but like you said, no one's ever really gotten. Yeah, He'll be haunted he, by his force ghost forever. Yeah, Michael. Know, what about yeah, you? He, yeah. He can use the force, so there's, there's that too. But, <laughs> well, oh, actually, I want to say before, Michael, did you oh, did okay, you get ahead. to see um, did you get to see did you finish the bounty hunter kind of storyline thing? Did you kill all the bounty hunters? I I didn't. I saw Boba Fett's in there at some point, but I I didn't get that far. Yeah, that was that was cool. So I I saw the, you know, working with whoever I forget her name. <laughs> Just forgettable characters. The Nautilus and all, Zay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is she? Please tell me she's voiced by Omega. Like, it's is it the same actress? Because now that's New Zealand, her. mate. I know, but she you got sounds Omega. The same. <laughs> no, she sounds no. the same. I swear. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Wyatt. Well, she made you kill all these people, and so I was like, yeah. So I was checking off the list, and um, you know, you get to the end, and it was cool, and like a cool little surprise um to see Boba Fett show up, and if you watch that cutscene, you know that he's kind of. I can't remember if you fight you fight her first, I think, mm-hmm. and then yeah. he comes back and then just kind of finishes it, and <laughs> it's just I don't know. That was it was cool to see, like I said, another character that someone who may not know um, from the characters in the game already a familiar face like that was was cool to see. There's a there's a long history of Boba Fett showing up randomly in uh, you know in Star <laughs> Wars party battles. Yeah, um, in Jedi Academy, he shows up as well. Remember why? Like he would just be flying around, and that was uh, no. But it was it was good. It was well handled, and of course, getting to hear Tamara Morrison's voice is always a delight. Um, Michael, what do you think about the third one? What do you think the direction is that they're going to go? And uh, of course, any just final thoughts you have before we uh, leave the people. So, so final thoughts on the game. I think something we haven't really talked about thus far is the opening sort of story that gets us into where we're going. I feel like there was a real disconnect when the game starts because you are sort of set up with this plot line that you're working with Saw Gerrera, which is new information for everybody. Um, you're working with Saw Gerrera and you're trying to collect this information on like Imperial placements throughout the galaxy. And then the sad thing is, yeah, we get these really cool, this whole sequence that's really cool. You're introduced to Bode and the people that you otherwise don't care about that all die. Um, this senator's really cool and his whole kind of thing. But but the whole plot line that you're working with Saw Gerrera and you're trying to give him, like you're getting him information back, that gets completely dropped. You like, you show up on Kobo to get your ship fixed and then you're like, ooh, shiny Old Republic Jedi stuff. Forget Saw Gerrera. <laughs> Forget the fact that I'm carrying at some point somehow some really important information about like all the Imperial troop placements in the galaxy, which was like such oh, good nice. information that... He was like, oh, there's just too many ships to really bother. I guess that's not good information. Like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I guess that's all you really wanted. All right. But anyway, to, too many. to tie that into where we may be going, um, that would be a great, you know, obviously we the next place we see Saw Gerrera almost canonically is on Jeddah. So mm-hmm. there could be some tie-in there. Maybe he kind of retakes some of the places. I, honestly, I think they could have had him there already. I kind of hate when games and stories lock people in the places for forever kind of drop people on a place they're not going to be lando book did that recently where he kind of drops them on the planet where they find him in in uh in the rise of skywalker like mm-hmm. 20 years before the movie happens like yeah, i guess he yeah, didn't yeah. go anywhere uh but so i i think this is close enough though that it would have made sense that Sagarera starts setting up his base we see him there in andor i think he's on Jeddah already but maybe not a different planet anyway. no he's actually so not like yeah see, but i'd like to see Sagarera show back up in the next one um I I'm curious about whether or not whether or not Cal's actually going to leave the Jedi Order because he kind of made up his mind before before um, Seer died. He's like, ah, I'm gonna I'm done with this. I'm gonna go do this. Seer's got the whole Jedi Order thing in check. I'm gonna just go live my life. I'm gonna give up, which was weird, uh, but it made it made sense in the moment. And then she dies. Everything kind of falls apart. So I'm curious. Especially since you, even after Marin's pep talk, you still maintain your ability to use the dark side. Um, and now Seer is gone, and you have some Jedi books, and you're on the Jedi Temple on Tantalor and all these things. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe he will renege on his decision to leave the Jedi 
Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting about Tantalor is I don't find that to be a very tactically advantageous planet. Um, <laughs> it has a very singular choke point and ability to get in and out of that system, and I feel like all Empire has to do is blockade it, and like all of a sudden anybody who's staying there, the hidden path or whatever, anybody who's on that planet is just going to die out for through lack of resources, like... No one's going to be able to get in and out. It doesn't really matter if the Empire can't get them. As long as they can just block that really narrow pathway that they have to follow to get there, it's not really a helpful planet. So it's a cool, like, El Dorado sort of trope, but I, I don't think that it's going to pan out in the long run as being a particularly helpful stronghold. So the interesting thing there, and, and you know, as much as I'm embarrassed to say, my lore is a bit fuzzy on this, but I remember in Legends there was a comic arc where... A handful of Jedi, like, you know, in the 15 to 25 range uh, that survived Order 66, came together and kind of made a last stand. Uh, and they had a bit of an archive, similar sort of thing. You've seen this pop up in canon as well. But uh, but then Vader went there and, and crushed everybody. And so, you know, I almost wonder if this is what they're setting up for for the third one. Something akin Quinlan to Boston. that. Where they, yeah, like you think you've got this kind of you know valhalla whatever you know some sort of uh what's the what's the word right like a place where you're safe a sanctuary and and then of course the the end of it is just that death blow of vader and the imperials inquisitors coming in crushing a lot of people we could pick up quinlan voss we could pick up some of these other characters that would be be a little redundant at that point but Maybe, kind of maybe that already. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. the Tantalor angle does offer up a lot of possibilities because if they do keep a low profile, you could see a good amount of Jedi popping up throughout the Filoniverse and all these other uh, different areas, and that would that would raise a lot of canon questions for sure, uh, and I think a lot yeah. of justifiable debates as to whether or not that sort of violates Lucas's vision. But uh, I feel but like very that's, that's a major see. criticism of this game already, though, is just the sheer number of Jedi survivors <laughs> that we've established. Like the purge was not so much a purge anymore. Uh, if you don't count the Inquisitors that were spared and trained and tortured and turned into Inquisitors, you've mm-hmm. got Seer, you've got Cordova, who we didn't even really talk about much. You've got Cal, you've got Marin, who's a force wielder, at least you've got... Um, uh, Dagangara, like you've got a lot of force wielders and specifically Jedi survivors that are out here that I don't know, if you just keep adding on to them and adding on to them, you're like, well, what did the purge the purge really only killed like the four council members that we that were well, named and right. the rest of them, you know if you, I'm so not if saying you that it's wrong, at the temple I, I or on, it's a in the third movie, you're good <laughs> yeah, exactly it's, at this point, it's like, we thought they killed them all but I mean, at some point the Jedi have to become a legend by the time Luke is around on Tatooine, not that, you know, on Tatooine, anything doesn't have to be a legend, but like the force right. to Han Solo and some other things have to sort of be like, yeah, that's not real. It doesn't exist. So I don't know. So here's the thing that I will say in defense of that. The galaxy is massive. I don't know how many planets there are, but right. There's trillions and trillions of beings in this galaxy. There's so many hundreds of thousands of, of planets in the Republic. Right. So, you know, there's there's tons and tons of systems. And we know that there were 10,000 Jedi roundabout at the start of the purge. So, you know, if there's a hundred or one hundred fifty that survived, that's still a 
like what one percent something like that you know my math's a little fuzzy but you know there's it could still be an incredibly effective purge and there's still be a good amount of stragglers that need to be hunted down and some that that could have just hidden away it's it's very it's not unbelievable. I don't think it really takes away from Sidious, yeah. uh, the efficacy of Order 66, or any of that. And to your point about the legends, I mean, if you've got trillions of people and there's 10,000 at the height, uh, you know, you take away 9,900 of those, uh, or maybe even 9,950, uh, and you've got a bunch of people living in caves as the remainder, I could certainly see how they might as well be gone, especially with the constant propaganda effort that the Empire put forth. So... You know, I don't really have much of an issue from a lore perspective. Now, as a viewer, we see every single one of them. So for us, it's like, you know, they're everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. But when you take Like, we literally know back, more Jedi that survived the Purge at this point than we had named Jedi prior to the Purge. <laughs> we're getting there. If we're not there yet, we're kind of like, wow, this is not particularly... I don't know. You're right. You're totally right, though. I, I mean, but but you are as well. I mean, it's definitely something they've got to keep an eye on. And, and really watch to make it so that Luke and, you know, all the stuff that happens in the actual Skywalker saga still remains that much more important and integral to the galaxy. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it's something they've got to watch and be careful about. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it goes as far as that's concerned. I'm very excited for the third one. I think there's a lot of different areas that they could go and take it. Uh, you know, that'll be what, three, five years from now, probably. So we've got a lot of time to digest and chew on this one, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, anything else you guys have before we leave? I'll go around the table. Wyatt, you first. Um, I don't know. I guess not, maybe like I said, I thought Cordova was dead. Did I, did I miss something as far as where he was? What he been doing? Like, why did he make us? Like, if he's still around, you know what I mean. Like, the whole, I spent the whole first game, like, homie, we went around the whole galaxy doing whatever you told us to do. Like, why couldn't you do that? Or you know, like, where ah, was... I was I was stuck in Reno. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing the whole time? I I I just thought I missed it or whatever. I didn't really care that much, but. Yeah, they might have explained it. I also didn't really care, but uh, yeah, that was definitely the weakest point in the game for sure, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Cordova's inclusion, it was laughable, and I, I have very little to add on that. Um, I think they just brought him back just so they could kill off somebody who wasn't too important. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yeah. I think. I agree. I uh, but... later. <laughs> yep it was uh it was extremely pointless and frustrating but it was great talking about this game with you guys and uh you know drop us a comment let us know what you thought about it let us know if we're off our rocker uh wyatt thanks for joining at wyatt michael sings michael b thanks for hanging out uh michael on program i'm eddie roman you can find me on the ig at real eddie underscore g and this has been on program on program Thanks for watching. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thanks for journeying into the galaxy with us. This was a lot of fun. Check back often. We're going to have more content for you talking about everything new in Star Wars. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Do all the YouTube stuff. We're on all the socials. It's here. You can find it. We appreciate you guys hanging out. We were honored that you joined us. May the Force be with you.